Hello and welcome to the multiverse of marketing. I am Crash and Burnett. With me, as always, is J.R. Sweeney. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's been a minute, but we're back. It uh, has. Uh, uh, life tried to find a way, but life was forced back into its little box. Well, you know, it it sucks. My wife and I both had uh, back problems at the same time. So Oof. our daughter was having to do everything for us. Oof. It was it was rough. I won't lie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, here we go with this god awful thing. Uh, how are you? How are you? I'm better than this comic. <laughs> I'm 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 good. Everything everything for about two months there kind of went shifty. Uh uh entirely like like the people around me, everything just kind of went eh sort yeah. of not good, but everything went back kind of somewhat. So things mm -hmm. are things aren't perfect, but they're better now. And so that's good. That's that's good. How about yourself? Uh better. You know. Better it was it was kind of crazy there for a hot minute. Um, but yeah, things have settled down a little bit. And, you know. Yeah, you're good. I blame winter. So, you know, just yeah. fuck winter. Yeah. Well, well, in in my wife's case, that literally because she hurt her back uh, slipping on our front steps. Ah, uh, classic. Yeah. Very nice. Like full-blown like slapstick style both of her legs went out and she hit oh, her back on the geez. on the concrete step so yeah it's oh. um real great um that's anyway <laughs> Ru rush city rush city yeah only 17 years buried still stinks <laughs> yeah uh so, if you're not familiar, Rush City uh, is a six-issue... Seven. Seven. There's a, there's a number zero, but that was... That was that was online. Uh, so, I was going purely with the issues that actually got printed, I guess. So, sure, seven... Six issues and a zero. I mean, li li listen, like a sucker, I read zero thinking, oh, well, surely this is important. I did, too. Uh, foolish. I did too. Foolish. Well, it, the series winds up like uh, contradicting the zero, so who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it started in uh, 2006, and it was written by Chuck Dixon with art by Timothy Green II and covers by Jock. And it is a promotional tie-in to Pontiac. Um, and so it works in that regard solely in that the car is the star. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, this is, this is really special because the story does take precedent over say the marketing and in any other format, this would be perfect because it's just the car is there. The car is recognizable. The car, as you say, it's the star, but it doesn't feel like it, at no point does he like say like, well, thanks to my Pontiac Firebird or thanks to my Pontiac whatever. Hey, my my trusty Pontiac. Yeah. 
well, and and also, like, while the car is the star, <clears throat> all of the stuff that the car is able to do is stuff he added aftermarket when he decided to become the shittiest superhero. Are are you telling me if I buy a used Pontiac right now, it's not going to come with its own girl, a ghost of a little girl? No, it will not come unless unless you're super lucky and some little girl got strangled in it. I hate extras. <laughs> I always got to pay for the extras. Yeah, yeah, it's right under undercoating. Uh, is <laughs> ghost girl. Uh, but yeah, he all of this stuff, like he, his car is bulletproof, which mm -hmm. sure, that makes sure. sense. But then also it's capable of riding the rails in the subways, mm -hmm. um, which... Which comes up a few times. Like, it's not even like like bat skates. It's, it's an important feature of the car. They're in New York. You gotta, right. you know, make use. Right. Um, which I did not have a chance to Google the comparative width of the Pontiac <laughs> Sunfire and your average uh, New York City subway. But I feel like there might be an issue in all of that. He's got all of the he's got machine guns in it and all of this stuff. The mm -hmm. point being that while the car is the star, it's not the car you can go and buy. No. It's not. You know, this is this is kit level of aftermarket add-ons, um, and it's and none of it none of it's helped by the fact that our our main character Rush, um, number one, is not a super likable character. I he there is nothing in this series that it that is endearing me to him. No. And in the course of things, look, I'm a big softy, okay? Add to that, I'm a dad. So you give me a dead kid in fiction, and I'm automatically on board. But while he does have the dead kid, first of all, not his kid. Not his kid. It was, uh, it was his girlfriend's daughter. And we we don't really have any indication of how long he and the mother had been dating when the girl died. Um, so I'm not sure it's entirely on the level for him to be as broken up about this dead girl as he is. Like if they've been, if they'd been dating for a year, sure. Yeah. Okay. But if it had been a couple weeks, then his level of grief about that is making me really nervous. Like, I, I, just, I wanted a, a point near the end of this book uh, where, like, he meets up with uh, his ex-girlfriend, like, the child's mom again. And, like, have him call his car Sam. And it's just like, did you just, did you name your car after my dead kid? And it's like who I'm, you failed I'm, to save. Yeah, who you failed to save. And it's like I, she, her ghost haunts me. And it's like fuck you, fuck you entirely. Like, could you imagine just just the entire episode or issue grinding to a halt to have one parent just utterly obliterate this asshole for taking her trauma and turning it into his personality trait? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think ultimately. Ultimately, the dead girl is kind of where I have the sticking point. 
uh, is because because record fridging. <laughs> well, there's that, but all, but also there there needed to be the correct tone for this, okay? And this tries to have its cake and eat it too, because on the one hand, you have the dead kid, and we're all very sad. And there's a whole lot of, like, navel-gazing about how blah, 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 dead kid. On the other hand, our villain uh, is a guy who lost his arms and legs to frostbite and as such was grafted into his car, which walks up and down walls with, like, mechanical spider legs yeah. and stuff. And so it's like, either you get to get all navel-gazy about the dead kid, or you get the villain who spider walks in his car. Uh, but you can't having both makes this just a mishmash of weird bullshit. And then Black Canary is there for some reason. Yeah, it, this this is this is a book where uh, one issue has him saving a child from being sold. At first, you think for prostitution. Nay, nay. For organ harvesting. Yeah, for parts. Okay. And in another one with the the Black Canary episode and the the weird transforming spider robot car guy, a tiny version of the, uh, uh, the Pontiac that the only thing it does apparently is like fire off an EMP bomb. So yeah, it drives under another car and sets off an EMP. It it launches out of the larger Pontiac again, aftermarket. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, if you are taking the straight up funniest thing in the Dirty Harry movies <laughs> and making that a a part of your super serious uh, injured firefighter becomes superhero promo comic, um. At least, at least do what the movie did and have the, have the thing where like the car running from it ramps a hill and then the the little one does too. Like (laughs) at least go all the way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is a, this is a book that has potential for fun, but is being made by people who are not fun. And that, that is the perfect segue to talk about Chuck Dixon, because if you're not aware uh, Chuck Dixon went from the guy who wrote a beloved uh, run on Batman in the 90s to being a right-wing fuckhead um, who's, like, writing stuff for Vox Day and things like that. So uh, anything we say, any any, it should be noted from here on out that if we accidentally become even remotely complimentary to this book if we happen to mention one thing that we kind of liked please understand that it carries with it the implicit asterisk uh, pointing toward a footnote that says but Chuck Dixon is a right wing fuckhead who is more than willing or more than uh, more than welcome to go fuck himself in the most extreme way humanly possible. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing is, though this book is, uh, at this point, 16 or 17 years old, uh, yeah, 17 years old, you could see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's in small things, uh, but, like, this book feels like it, it was a Punisher book in the 90s. Just, it's out of touch to start with. This is, this is right. from, like, the Garth Ennis run, but it's one of the ones where he was like, I'm going on vacation for a, mo- uh, a month. And they brought someone else in to try to write it. And it's just, I, Garth Garth has his own problems. My God, Garth has his own problems. But at least he was fucking fun and clever with this shit. This is, this feels like someone trying to write someone else's content and completely failing. It's not James Bond. It's not Batman. It's not funny. It's, it's not even like street level gritty. It's just a mess. And it's it's it racist and it's transphobic and it's got like shades of anti-Semitism that you probably wouldn't have picked up on at the time. And it's, it's sexist, sexist and hell. sexist yeah. and sexist and sexist. Yeah, Rush Rush is just like Rush is constantly chasing tail mm-hmm. um, and generally doesn't have great things to say about women, and which makes it kind of amazing that his girlfriend didn't dump him before the girl di- the daughter died yeah. um but yeah everything about this sucks everything everyone in this book um is just a terrible person and not not in a fun always sunny kind of way where you're cringing and laughing at them at them it's just it's a it's a very misanthropic view of literally everything and and not even what what bothers me the most is that the villain of all of this is a councilman by the name of bellingame yeah who has decided that Rush needs to die because Bellingame burned down the building that Rush's girlfriend and her daughter lived in. And Rush is ostensibly a loose end, but at no point is it ever treated as though anyone else who lived, like, say, the girlfriend, is a loose end. We have no idea why Rush himself is such a loose end that he needs to send people to murder him. Yeah. Um, And in fact, Rush has no idea that Bellingame is behind it all. He has no idea that the fire was even suspect until... Bellingame sends all of these people after him, and he realizes, like, oh, they're after me. What reason does somebody have for wanting to kill me? And then he works his way up to Bellingame, and it becomes a question of, okay, so you were in the clear. Yeah. No one thought you had done this. No one had connected you to it. There was nothing to connect you to it until you inexplicably decided to try and kill this guy and put him on your trail. Yeah, yeah. You not only could have done... You'd you'd be better off doing nothing, 
you also wouldn't have spent an egregious amount of money on a lunatic grafted to a car. Yeah. Who, you know, I'll 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 say I'll just say it right now. Not the most trustworthy employees. No. I, I am saying this from personal experience. <laughs> if you if you are trying to keep your name out of it, that's not the guy to hire. But the yeah. thing of it, the thing is, yeah, like he wastes so much money and for nothing. For nothing. You, and you got away. And I swear that like this is obvious. This is like an obvious, obvious plot point. It's not like it it's something you had to think about. It's it's badly written. And it only becomes clearer that this is this is not a choice because someone thought about it. This is this is like working backwards. The book ends abruptly and off page. Mm-hmm. The last issue, he finally finds out the guy's name and just finds it. Like he goes to his friend who can hack everyone and he just he gets his name and he he the last page is him in an uh, a limo picking the guy up it's like what the fuck could it's called rush city but why is this rushed why does this rush to an ending why don't you show us anything from there on what what the fuck like chuck dixon's an idiot he's an he's a right-wing lunatic but he can write he knows how to write a book he knows how to plan out six issues what the fuck happened here and yeah, why did we spend so much time with the lunatic who's part of his car and then just yada yada him dealing with the big bad? And you know, it's it's what what's frustrating about it is, you know, even the stuff that does find its way in, like we're not really given all that much time of him or we're not really shown all that much of him lamenting the dead girl. Mm -hmm. We don't really see him doing a lot of good. There's very little he does in the book other than saving the girl from being sold for parts uh, and things like that, that are objective goods that are not just him being a weirdo. I do want to point out the thing about his friend, the hacker. Yeah. Is that we see him not only contacting him to, um, to like hack a database or what have you. We see him asking his, his guy in the chair to fucking Google something for him. Like he literally, he literally says, can you get on Google and look up such and such? And it's like, that's, that's what you use this guy. You have, you have your own like pseudo Oracle (laughs) sitting in the chair and you're just like, Hey, Hey, let me ask you a question. Can you look it up? Is it chomping at the bit or champing at the bit? (laughs) And the guy's like, I'm going to get arrested. If I Google that you fucking asshole. And yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, he, this is his guy in the chair, and every single time he contacts him to do something, the guy gets arrested. And yeah. at some point, 
you should take personal responsibility for that, but he just finds it funny. Yeah, it's it's never like, oh shit, that's not good. It's always like, ha, owned, oh, my only friend. Oh, uh, he won't help me after all the times I bailed him out. And it's like, this guy just spent two days with like a Homeland Security hand up his ass. He's and, been and being you just think it's waterboarded. Funny. Yeah. You just, haha, that's funny. The transit cops show up with guns. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just, like I said, this whole thing is so fucking misanthropic mm-hmm. and ill informed. And I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how. Pontiac saw this and greenlit it. I don't I don't know why <laughs> when when Chuck Dixon walked in the room and said, "Okay, so this is this is called Rush City and uh this is our this is our hero Rush. Um he's an asshole and no one likes him. Uh he doesn't bathe properly." And uh, he also does not have great things to say about immigrants. Um, He's our hero. And, uh, you know, at no point did anyone at D.C. or at Pontiac just say, "Um, excuse me. uh, Did you try making him likable at all? No. No, I no, didn't. I... no, no. In fact, there there is an overt epi- or issue where a a it's revealed that uh, the the victim and target of a would be murder is a trans person and their life is ruined and and that's just funny. Their their life is ruined uh, by Pontiac. <laughs> yeah, by by Pontiac, they're responsible for this. <laughs> it's their fault by Pontiac. Yeah. Um, there, there's, there's a character early on who has a, it's a Frenchman who has a bomb, uh, inserted into his body because he's, he's a lech. Uh, but he, he ended up meeting someone, the person who put the bomb in his body at a protest for, and now the wording of this is so important against globalism. Now in 2006, a, a protest against globalization, which is an economic process, you can completely understand globalism tying back to his right-wing connections however is just a short form of saying uh the jewish people so anyway this guy was at an anti-jewish protest in new york and he's supposed to be the sympathetic victim yeah what the fuck yeah well and i actually i want to say there was some stuff um the uh in that actual issue when they when they tracked him down and found him there was something about there were some weird signs in that that made me really nervous yeah uh, yeah there there's a lot there's a lot going on in like the details of this there's a, it's not that it's hidden it's almost like it's so presumed that it's pervasive um uh, high heels in this all the all the women who wear high heels those are fetish heels the, they're wearing yeah. fetish clothing and it's just 
Yeah. No woman this in this has any kind of agency except maybe Black Canary. And she spends the whole time on the phone talking to Oracle and just being rude as fuck to everyone. Well, no, the one the one woman who really kind of has any agency in this is the one in the last issue who betrays him. Yes. Um, Out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, they 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 honeypot him uh I, I i love i love that he's like i got honey potted god i'm such a lech anyway yeah i'll probably do it again hey, yeah he's just he's bad at everything he's bad he's you know taking her back to his lair is just bad opsec uh top to bottom uh but as soon as as soon as he does, uh, it turns out she's got a transmitter and a bunch of dudes with guns come in. And then he just hits her with his car and she winds up she winds up smashed between the car and like a uh, a a load bearing pillar uh, in this in this subway station. Um, so we have to assume She's either dead or at the very least in need of massive reconstructive surgery from like the waist down. Um, and she's the only she's the only woman who's like an active part of anything that happens to her. Maggie, uh, the every other woman he meets in the course of this is just kind of floating through going like, I don't, I don't know. These guys just took my daughter or whatever. Do something. <laughs> and, unless unless it's the, the villainous woman who just goes, I will make you, I will pay you money to do this. I am evil. Uh, don't question me. I am evil. evil. Oh, yeah. I, it's for, like, I forgot. I forgot vaguely European woman. Yeah. Uh, who who exists solely to to like try and trick him into uh turning over a dangerous bioweapon to her mm-hmm. she has some agency i guess uh i i i, su- I suppose <laughs> like like it's it's one of those weird things where like okay so she she's the terrorist but she kidnapped uh, an anti-Semite and put a bomb in him. Where's the line here? <laughs> and I don't understand why she hires him to bring the guy to her. He's kind of where he needs to be, yeah. right? Like the point is for him to go off, isn't it? You you would and it, assume. And so. By doing that, aren't you putting him on people's radar? Just the whole thing is the bomb in him is designed to go off if he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen at a, at some point. So it's not. Did the bomb need a tweak or two? Like, why? Why are you doing again? You were in the clear. You did it. You won. Why did you hire somebody to fuck up your shit? 
Yeah, like I, I, I take back. I, I'm, I clearly misspoke earlier, and I take it back. Chuck Dixon is not a good writer. <laughs> he, I don't know how he got through the '90s to to the point of being able to write this, but like, there are so many basic story and plot, like presumptions and and just basic things that 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 people know about narrative that got thrown the fuck out the window, and it's not a matter of of being too quick we have read other comics that pack way more into it and have way less interest or attention to their characters like you got the feeling that he really enjoyed writing this this is going to be his his attempt to introduce like a neo-noir character into dc that would go forward and it's shit like like the the kernel of two worlds is outright hands down in every way better <laughs> and that involves two justice league members standing by <laughs> well <laughs> colonel sanders <laughs> puts two f like no no this is so fucking stupid it actually elevates everything else it elevates the twinkie the twinkie is all powerful next to this mm -hmm. that's like a three panel fucking joke i I would believe that this hurt the sales of the Pontiac Solstice. I hope um, this hurt the sales of the Pontiac Solstice. I well, I I I hope there were consequences for Pontiac somewhere along the line for Never being again. involved in this. Um, you know, fuck comic like, books. <laughs> get get somebody get somebody who can pace a comic for shit's sake and have them do it again and make a character anybody wants to ever read about again yeah. because yeah it's been 16 years this is clearly this was clearly setting something up um but i and that's that's what frustrates me about the end is that i was i was getting close to the end of issue six and i said okay he knows the guy's name so clearly this is like a cliffhanger thing that they're setting up and you know it the whole idea is that in volume two of rush city uh we're gonna see him going after bellingame and that's fine. You know, it never got a volume two. That's that's okay. I'm fine with assuming Belling game either, you know, got his or whatever. And then I got to the last page or two and I'm just like, oh. Sorry's no, done. No. We're, we're done. No, we're done. It's that's it. All I needed to do was wake one phone call. That's it. no, he didn't even. He shows up at Buddy's door with some drinks, and you turn the page, and you're at the end of the story. Fate accompli, yeah. done. Uh, it, 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 like it, like I said before, it ends off panel. You don't even get to see this douchebag's revenge. It just, yeah. I mean, on honestly, the last page could have been just white with and they all lived happily ever after with <laughs> with a with an image of uh Diego Rush Zhao just masturbating furiously 
and it would have been a better ending. I'd have been more okay with that because at least then the contempt for me <laughs> and my time would have been more overt. At least I could have appreciated the honesty. I, I want to start close on him, pull back, and you realize he's still in the limo with Bellingame, and Bellingame's just, like, locked in the back, like, Oh, God! Oh, God! <laughs> um, I'm really happy this didn't get volume two, because knowing Chuck Dixon, I think Sam would have meant Haunted Tank, and, like, great, yeah, expose that child to a confederate. I'm sure that's gonna end great. You know, it probably... It would have gone about the way you would have expected. Uh, Sam would have gotten a lecture about states' rights and how, uh, no, it's good, actually, because the white man civilized. And, and at, at that point, it would have just been like, okay, we've abandoned trying to promote the car at all. <laughs> Pontiac's just like, no, gee, no, take us, the, take us the fuck out of this. And so they just like, like they either blot over the car with ink or they just scramble erase it. And so you see this fucking mess in the middle of every page. Yeah, I, I will say, but I, I like the idea that that's, that was the line for Pontiac. Like we were fine with that little girl, with that little girl getting farmed out for her organs and we were okay with, with, the trans woman having her life destroyed. Um, all of that was fine. Um, this, I, I don't know about this though. The overt racism, I think is the problem before when, when people were just calling the guy who's, uh, half East Asian, half, uh, uh, Puerto Rican, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, a mutt, that was that was fine. Oh, that, I when, mean, it was, was two thousand six. Who didn't? Who didn't? When you come out with the full blown lost cause rhetoric, um, that and mm, mm. we may we may have to uh, we may have to uh, take another look at this agreement. <laughs> Uh, can can you can you set it in an alternate universe? Uh yeah, we got uh ooh, Earth X is available. Yeah. Oh man. God, I hate this book so much. <laughs> it's so fucking like it's incompetent yeah. on every level. There is isn't even just a nice boiler noir story here because all of the mysteries are fucking stupid half of yeah. them are are simple fake outs that don't make any sense because as you explained had the villain done nothing they would have won and no yeah. one would have known anything was wrong it, yeah if if the the twin brother, the secret twin brother, who was already somehow rich enough to like hand out fifty thousand uh, dollars on the spot, if he had simply shown up to the lottery commission instead of the trans woman, the lottery commission probably would have been like, ah, it's two thousand six. We believe you more than her, and and like I'm only using the correct correct pronouns because one, Chuck Dixon didn't, and two. The New York State Lottery Commission sure as fucking wouldn't have in 2006. Uh, well, yeah, but... All he had to do was show up and be like, yeah, that's me. 
I don't have the yeah. ticket, but you know, like it's obviously me. It would have been at least like one, he would have saved $50,000 Two, he would have gotten closer to actually getting the money than after all of this fucking shit. And then he ended up in jail. Yep. So dumb. So dumb. There are villains and master plots in old episodes of fucking Quantum Leap and Columbo that make more sense than this shit. There are there are there are master plans in Super Friends that make more <laughs> sense than this shit. Like Lex Luthor building a machine that's going to uh, use a giant magnet to attract all of the world's money makes more sense than any villain plan in this entire book. Um, <laughs> Snidely whiplashes schemes at least had more follow through and logic to them. Whatever the like, fuck the bad guy in the Care Bears wanted had, had, had more narrative through line. It was to get rid of caring, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it's to get rid of caring. And like, listen, guy, there are drugs for that. It's true. Ask Zach Braff. Um, <laughs> the the thing about it is, even the even the bio weapon. Explain to me how a bio weapon whose trigger you have no control over. Mm-hmm. Is your master plan how you know? Okay, so I get if you wanna if you wanna take out New York, okay, shove it up a dude's butt. Okay, I'm on board with that part. But this this idea of well, the next time he falls asleep, that's when it'll go off, but. You don't know where where he's going to be when that happens. You don't you don't know his itinerary. You don't know where he's going or he's already he's he's an exchange student. He's not he could go home. And then what? You're going to you're going to blow up fucking sheep fuck uh Norway? No. Who cares? No offense to Norway. I'm just saying like from the standpoint of someone who wants to destroy the city of New York, yeah. that is, here's what you do. You shove a GPS unit up there, and then you watch, you you lowjack him, you, you use find my phone, <laughs> and you watch, and, he, and it's like, oh, he's in Times Square? Okay, click. <laughs> Oh shit! He's he's going to uh, he's going to JFK. Yeah, hit that shit now. Yeah, you Get know before he hits the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that going off in Jersey. <laughs> Who would even notice? Well, what's the point of that? Also, uh, why are you still in the city if you're looking to um, destroy it? Yeah, shove it up your um, own ass if you just want to commit suicide. I mean, honestly. If it if it went off in New Jersey, what have you accomplished? You've just made Jersey slightly nicer to visit. <laughs> um, you improved Jersey. Congratulations. You're the greatest hero New Jersey has ever had. 
the White House gives gives the terrorists a medal. <laughs> uh, this book is so fucking bad. And like there's there's nothing to be saved from this. There's there's no reason for someone 20 years from now to reference Rush City, like have have Rush in the background of something. Like um uh, when when Kevin Smith was writing Quiver uh, they end up in purgatory and you can see vigilante in the background of purgatory. And there, there's a, a bunch of other characters. I think dog welders there. Uh, and it's like, these are one-off characters that very few people will remember. No one's going to put rush in the background of purgatory. I want to, I, I want to, I want to, I want to go out and, get a job at dc i want to work my way up through the ranks just so that in 10 or 15 years time when they do the next crisis i can have just a single panel in which rush uh painfully disappears from existence um like i don't i don't know how you how you would arrange a crisis that turns someone out it turns someone inside out starting at the asshole that's what <laughs> i want to have happen to rush um and i i want someone to just find his dirty uh discarded automobile um <laughs> with like a quivering mass of of what used to be a human being behind the driver's seat uh and maybe just put it out of its misery and then he just ceases to be um i i want someone to come back to this but make the car haunted and vengeful but only against him <laughs> sam took it real personally when he yeah. failed to save her yeah <laughs> well and like that's another that's another thing. The number 0 shows that the flo he was in the process of saving her when the floor gave way underneath them and they fell and landed on his uh car. Mm -hmm. Um and then like she died and he wound up in a coma. Uh but then the actual series just shows him the floor gave way and he lost his grip on her and she fell into fire and then he presumably stayed right there and burned a little i didn't it's mm -hmm. never really addressed in the in the series itself uh but yeah you you had control you you had se seven issues how did you fuck that up guys Right? How is it that Rom and its incredibly convoluted backstory was able to maintain for like dozens and dozens and dozens of issues and, and sell and be good? And mm -hmm. yet this can't get through six and a half without completely fucking up its own canon. With something really grounded too. Like yeah. Rom is out here doing all this shit where it's just like on distant Galador, 
The Galadorians were in a war with the Dire Wraiths. And this is just like a guy was in a fire and they still managed to fuck that up in a few issues. They're just mm-hmm. like, what did he do in the fire? Uh, I don't know. He dropped a kid. No, he fell with it. Whatever. No one cares. Pontiac. Pontiac. Like... Also, like, what the fuck? So you fell into your car. All right. And it it, it 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 hurt him and he was in a coma for two months. But like the girl fell on top of him. How is she dead? I I my reading of it the first time and I had to go back and like quickly reread that that little bit because my reading of it was that he fell on top of her, crushed her between the car and himself. And it's like, that makes much more sense in terms of, like, why she haunts the car, how she died, and why his fucking unending grief and guilt is driving him to not only try to make the world a better place, but also he's incapable of moving past being a complete douchebag. Because deep down, he knows he killed her. Yeah. I don't know. Like... I don't know. It's such I don't... a shitty book. It is. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. So much. Whatever we're doing next has to be better than this, right? Right? By probability, it has to be. There are Bazooka Joe comics that have more depth, character awareness, and clever writing than this. <laughs> Chuck Dixon writing Bazooka Joe would be interesting. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. The kid with the eye patch just becomes super fucking racist. He's just like, let me tell you about the foreigners. (laughs) How'd you fit an entire screen of hate on such a tiny piece of paper? There's only 14 words. Oh, no! Oh, fuck! Uh, uh, it's like a hate haiku. Um, (laughs) I never want to think about this book again. (laughs) Well, now you've pretty much guaranteed I'm going to bring it up at every opportunity. I know, like, like. That's the thing. In in finding ways to be entertaining about this book, you have to put a lot of thought into it, and you burn it into your gray matter, and it's just, god yeah. damn it! Fuck! It's like, what if the transporter were more problematic? <laughs> <laughs> what what like, if crank, but just offensive? Not fun, just offensive. Yeah, not a, not any, not a high octane at all, just, uh, just, you know... With with real what? takes time out of nowhere to start talking about the uh, the protocols of the elders of Zion <laughs> for no apparent reason. What what if Pontiac decided to give Chuck Dixon enough money and just told him to write new Sin City stories? Oh God! Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. I'm really just running on fumes with this. I have I have nothing else to say other than like riffing on Like that's a there is nothing else to say. It's not even like like we have spent years 
going over the issues with, say, Zack Snyder's work. Like, we've rehashed and re-examined, re-examined. There's something right. about some bad art that makes you want to find something or re-watch it a lot, just to, like, like take it apart, do an autopsy. I don't want right. to ever see this fucking corpse again. Yeah. This is just shit. There is nothing... There, There's no further reading of it that will expand on it in a good way unless they put out a Black Canary book where it turns out she's investigating him for child murder. I... There's... There is no reading of it that can expand upon it in a good way. There's no reading of it that can expand upon it in a bad way. There's nothing. There's no. There's no more meat on the bone. There. It is just like this book sucks. The main character sucks. Everything about this sucks. I bet that Pontiac fucking sucks. And like, if you have to go so far out of the way to make it a cool car that you don't have anything to do with the fucking car people could buy? Yeah. There's there's literally not even a point at which someone's just like, this car has really nice lines, or anything like that. Yeah, comfy seating, and they're heated. Ooh. Yeah. There's nothing. It's just literally like, car does cool thing. Yeah, I added that. And it's just like, okay. Then... How, how, how much is the uh, the bulletproofing? Oh, I can't get that. Oh. Well, the, so no guns, no tiny EMP RC car. No, hmm. I was really looking forward to the tiny EMP bomb RC car. That's I think true. I'm going to go buy a Dodge. <laughs> that would be really handy if somebody cut you off, just like <laughs> shoot it, shoot out the tiny version of your car that just drives underneath and is like. <laughs> And they're just stuck there. Here's the question. Do you lose the RC when that happens and it's just stuck under their car where it fired? Or does it come back around and is there a tiny ramp in the back of the car that opens up and it drives into? So, okay, first of all, is the RC car EMP shielded itself? <laughs> then, if it is our emp shielded itself does it allow for collection and if so how <laughs> is 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 your pontiac emp shielded and if so what about the rest of the block that you just hit let alone yeah. the city of uh checking again new york yeah nothing there needs electricity right um no no, no it's fine my so when the when the little RC car comes out, is he driving it? Does it have like a an AI sensor that like is it self driving? And if so, like how self driving are we talking about? Are we talking Tesla self driving or <laughs> Batmobile self driving? I mean, um, it does blow up, so there is potential for Tesla self driving. That well, yeah, but you know. Generally, Teslas have more fire than just. <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, you get a Tesla. You do this. Do redo this page by page for Tesla, and the the little thing flies out and explodes. And it's like it wasn't supposed to do that. Or it's like, you know, some shit happens and a door falls off. <laughs> Don't worry, it's bulletproof. Pew! 
it's supposed to it will be bulletproof uh eventually we'll we'll, we'll fix that we'll fix that before it hits market um <laughs> that that's what i want i want a parody of this but he's driving a cyber truck and he uh-huh. dies at the end and and the bad guy the counselor doesn't know who he is Gets away with it completely because he's a landowning counselor who is burning down his own tenements. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, he gets away with it. The last page is him being like, what was that sound? A car exploded. Weird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I think in this next appropriations bill, we can really <laughs> find a way to stick it to single mothers. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them all. Oh, and... um. For some reason, I'm thinking right now, firefighters, retired firefighters. Let's fuck them over. I don't know why it just came to me. 9-11 first responders. Um, <laughs> Which technically, presum- presumably, Russ was, but it never came up. Well, you know, I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah, I, there's yeah. too much I can say there that will get me in trouble. <laughs> Chuck, um, no. Chuck, no. No, Chuck, down. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so we are leaving Rush City in the rearview mirror. We are moving on uh, to our next thing. Next time, we will be talking about uh, the Canadian Athletic Association. Uh, it's the, it's the Canadian sports X Spider-Man, uh, collab. <laughs> you didn't know you needed. Um. Hey, you kids like the Montreal Expos? Who doesn't, eh? Yeah, oh yeah, eh? Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see Spider-Man team up with the 1984 Toronto Blue Jays there. Um, Against the Hobgoblin, if I recall. (laughs) He's the Hobgoblin. We don't get no Green Goblin. He's a Hobgoblin. They saved the Green Goblin for the real countries. (laughs) Uh, Osborne's just like, I'm not going to Canada. Fuck off. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they get the no-name version where it's just like <laughs> it's good enough, I guess. Uh no, that works extra better because no-name is an actual brand in Canada. I know, and that was a fun little Easter egg for our northern uh, brothers, sisters, and other. Uh, so there you go. I I learned that recently, and I thought I'd toss it in there, hey. uh, just as a sign of solidarity with uh, with my Tim Horton eating uh, neighbors to the north. We hate Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> But yeah, so uh it at least so, promises to be better than than this. It, it yeah. Uh, uh less depressing and and misanthropic, I'm sure. Also has uh more safety tips uh that you can use than this book. Well, 
it's hard not to have more safety tips than <laughs> zero. <laughs> like this book was just like, yeah, I'm going to hook up my car to the third rail. Why not? Hey kids, try this at home. Or don't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Learn the wonders of electricity. Um, I just want some, like, one idiot to buy that exact car and drive onto some fucking tracks. I, it was, I saw it in the comic. If it doesn't work, that is false advertising, and I will sue your ass. I will sue your ass! Uh, please don't please don't do that and tell a court of law that you got the idea <laughs> from us please just we do not advocate <laughs> buying a car and driving it on the subway uh chuck dixon does yeah but, uh, there again fuck that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. um bad calls bad calls <laughs> but yeah until until next week until next week, <laughs> do not do not name us in any lawsuits. Um, <laughs> like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, email us at multiversomarketing at gmail dot com. Uh, you know, if you have a suggestion uh, for for something we should cover. Write it down on a piece of paper and uh, burn it in your backyard or closest approximation uh, while chanting the chanting the liturgy in the old tongue. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's it for us. <laughs> I think if not, uh, uh, my 90s pager will also get messages. Uh, so, yeah. Fuck. Uh, we need to we need to walk away from this. <laughs> we do. This is making us weird. Uh, yeah. Good, weirder. Good, goodbye. Weirder. <laughs> weirder. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.